should be this morning. Tell somebody, good morning. Yeah, it's a good morning. <laughs> Our faith and everything lies on the resurrection. And the early church, what they were preaching was the resurrection, that Jesus died, that Jesus was buried, and that Jesus rose up again. Hallelujah. We're going to take our first fruit. Have you brought your first fruit? Yes. The Bible called Jesus the first fruit of the resurrection. Does it mean that People have never resurrected before. They did, you know. In the Old Testament, people died and they, they got resurrected by Elijah, Elisha. Jesus himself resurrected uh, Lazarus. No, uh, When he went to the tomb and cried and called, come out, Lazarus was dead. For how many days? His dream was for this. But got up. But they didn't call Lazarus the, uh, the first fruit. The reason is that all those that got resurrected, they died again. Uh, this is a type of resurrection we will all experience a resurrection that you will not die again. A resurrection to eternal life. A resurrection which the body will not die again. And for that kind, Jesus is the first to experience it. Hallelujah. And that is why, that is all our hope. Our hope is not to die at the hospital we get up 
again when we are 120 we die again no that's not it our hope is to rise up so the scriptures call Paul says is the first fruit of what of the resurrection so even when it comes to the resurrection there's a first fruit the Bible says we should honor him with what? The first fruit. We should really honor God with our first fruit. According to the Proverbs, when you are giving the first fruit, say that honor the Lord with thy substance and with what? The first fruit of, of what? All thy Increase. Last man, all thy increase. <laughs> you expect to give your first food out of it. Hallelujah. So, if we look at life, giving first food is nothing. Dying and not resurrecting in life, and dying and resurrecting. What is money for? So, I want us to rejoice since it's a resurrection morning and carry our first fruit. This time, not cassava, not corn, not kinky, but convert the cassava and the kinky into one unitary uh, currency and carry it here. That's why these days when you work, you go to the office first. When you work, they give you something, maybe rice, go home. When you work at a rice factory, they should have paid you with rice, but they don't pay you with rice. They sell the rice and give you the money so that you can also come and give God the money. Isn't it? You work at the uh, cocoa factory, uh, chocolate factory. At the end of the month, they don't give you chocolate. They say, everybody come. Number one, they mention your name. Boxes of chocolate. Amounting to your salary. Take it. No, that's not what it's not. They are all converted and they give it to you. So I expect you also what has been converted for you, convert, bring it to God. Hallelujah. So we're all going to carry it. My pastors will bring Bibles. After I finish preaching, you give me a lot of Bibles. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> so we're going to rejoice and we're going to uh, first thing, come and give us on, uh, a song that Wall will mean resurrection. Can you give me the resurrection power? Elishinash, and that should be able to make you give. Hallelujah. I want you to just turn and look at somebody and smile to that person that there is hope. In fact, the resurrection. The resurrection gives us hope that no matter how difficult things are, 
there's an end to it. Hallelujah. Today I would like to, I'd wanted to share the resurrection from the book of Corinthians where Paul argued and spoke about it. Uh, but since we want to hear the story, we will then look at the story from John uh, chapter 20. You know that resurrection is very central to the theme of Christianity. In fact, it is a central theme of Christianity. Without it, I don't even think we have life. Without it, there is no hope. All that you are doing, sometimes you are suffering, sometimes you are serving God, sometimes you don't get anything. Not everybody might uh, see goodness on this earth. But no matter what you are going through, the resurrection gives you a brightness of face no matter what you are going through. Everybody on this earth will one day die. How many of you know that? Now, sometimes people don't want to think about death. Yes, but it's there from Adam to today. It's not something, it's a resurrection, why are you talking about death? Yes, death is really a reality. And everybody, including pastors, is an enemy to them. When you're facing it, you're afraid. I know. You, at the moment, you are, you are not sure. But when you see beyond, it becomes a joy to you when you are living the world, this world. And that is the assurance we must all get. That yes, we are living on this earth, but most of you, the longest time you will be on this earth is, if God permit, about 120 years. After 120 years, you will still go. So the resurrection gives us hope. Say, prophet, we want something hot now. I want to give you something for your future life. Jesus, we read about Jesus being crucified, killed, and he died. Some people think, uh, no, the resurrection is something that people argue about. But I want to tell you that Jesus really resurrected. I have many reasons, and the Bible have given us many proof that he's risen. As I read John, you'll find out that Mary Magdalene met Jesus and somebody might say when he went and told this when they told this about they thought she was crazy you know anytime you preach about the resurrection you look like a crazy and a stupid person before an unbeliever because unbelievers think that life is what you make it here in this matter this body they don't think there is any life beyond that is what the world knowledge teaches us. That what we see, what we can handle, what we can uh, 
we can touch what we see and, and, and what happens to people. So, they think that at a point you cease to live. Decease. <laughs> you don't live, you cease. <laughs> but Mary met Jesus. And when he went and told them, they ran. Other women also went to the tomb and they met they saw that Jesus had resurrected. Peter also met him. The two travelers that were going to Emmaus, they walked with him, but they didn't know that he was Christ. Because they were not expecting him. If you don't expect people, you don't see them. So you can walk in a place where there is enough money to make you rich. But if you don't expect that this is the place I can make it, you will walk through that place and still become very poor. So God talks about our expectation. So he, they didn't expect him. They were rather telling him some women have come to cause commotion in town. That the man they killed, they said they saw him because they, the people they haven't seen him. And it is believers who were even arguing that they said it can't be true. Because we saw him, the Romans cannot kill you and pronounce you dead. <laughs> then the next day, you say you are up again. <laughs> so, they were just arguing. Jesus joined them, and Jesus was opening the Psalms. He was proving to them from the scriptures that he ought to resurrect. So his resurrection is even prophesied in scriptures. So he took them from Moses, the book of Moses, the prophets, the scriptures and the Psalms everywhere. He was opening scriptures and quoting scriptures to them that this savior is going to rise, but still they didn't understand. Until when they got to the, their destination, he made a thing he was going to say, sit down and let's eat. They prepared food. And when he took bread and and when they were going to eat, as usual, they, they are disciples. They know how Jesus behaved. And Jesus, the person took the bread, like how Jesus always takes the bread to bless it. And when he broke, he said, Hey! That is the man! It came to their mind that this is the man. And the moment they realized that he was Jesus, before they could ask him any question, he was gone. So, <laughs> so they met him. Then the disciples, people think that the disciples concocted it. In fact, when they themselves heard it, they couldn't believe it. In fact, it's not only uh, do, uh, how do you call him, Thomas, that doubted. All of them doubted. 
So, let me read a John, and I could prove to you from scriptures that Jesus got up. There, he said, Prophet, were you there? Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the entrance. The stone, Jesus was buried, you know, Joseph Matthias. And listen, they buried him. They had influence. They put him in a very nice place and buried him nicely. But the people, in fact, his disciples didn't even think about what Jesus said. But it is his enemies who remembered. The church forgot that Jesus says he will rise up after his death. The world remembered that Jesus said when he died, he will rise up. So they presumed that his disciples will come and do what? Will steal him. So they did not only put him in the tomb to block the tomb. That is the power of the stone did not only keep him. They also put authority of the state or whatever it is on it that nobody can open it. It was sealed. So they went and made the tomb secure by putting a seal on the stone and posting the guard. They did not only put a seal on the tomb, they also did what? Put soldiers to watch over a dead man you killed. That is how those who crucified him, they still think there is some power in the person. But unfortunately, the church did not know that there was power in him. So they thought maybe Peter, John, his disciples will come and steal him by night and that the situation will be worse. So it was locked, it was sealed, put soldiers there. But that resurrection morning, it doesn't matter what is blocking you. It doesn't matter what kind of stone that they put on your future. It doesn't matter what kind of stone that is holding your life, your future. It doesn't matter what witches or demons that they have assigned to make sure that you don't prosper, you don't make it in life. The resurrection breaks all. The soldiers were there ready to confront anyone that comes there. And that morning, something strange happened. 
when you read, and behold, there was a great word. Epic. Have you seen the second earthquake? The first one was when he died. I read it. And when it came, do you know what happened? The rock split. The tomb rock cannot withstand the quake of the Lord. It split it. And what happened? The saints that were dead got up. Maybe they waited until Jesus resulted and they went to town. The second one too, there was an earthquake. The stone could not give way, could not start, stop the, the earthquake. Death could not hold it. Anytime there is a shaking, whatever is dead comes back to life. God is going to shake your life. All bad things. Life is going to come. That is the meaning of the resurrection. Let's see there. There was an earthquake. And behold, there was a great earthquake for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled backward the stone from the door and sat on it. I love that. What has become a problem is now a seat. What looked like a problem had become a seat. So your problem can be a seat for the angels. Amen. The things that look difficult for you, when they roll it, they will sit on it. That is why we need to rejoice about this resurrection. Let's continue. Your stones will be rolled away. The stones that is blocking your progress in life will be rolled away. It could be human stones. It could be financial stone. It could be marital stone. It could be disease that is a stone upon your life that makes you not to be able to do what you do. This morning, our stone will be rolled away. Amen. Then I love it. His countenance was like lightning and his clothes as white as snow. He was put into the, store, uh, the tomb, physically being kept there with authority that nobody can break it, but the resurrection power breaks and goes beyond physical blockage and human authority. 
matter what anybody has spoken concerning your life Amen. and kept you and that word is keeping you bondage Amen. the resurrection power will break that seal So it continues. I love it. And the God, the gods do what? They shook for fear of him and became like what? They became like what? Look at the people they ask to guide the dead body. The angel did not fight them. Did the angel do anything? He just appeared to do his work. It made me remember the story I gave you about some tough radicals. The man who, uh, who cannot discipline his hands. When the wife got converted, the wife got healed, the wife tasted the resurrection power of Jesus Christ. He was angry. And why should the wife such a respectable man. My wife go to these people who are crazy speaking in tongues. He did not even acknowledge that the wife had been healed. He was happy the wife was healed, but his pride will not allow him to accept the fact. And I told him he decided to he locked the wife up and wanted to. Uh, that's advice to all the men and women. It's not only men that beat their wife. Women to beat their husbands. <laughs> when he tried, and he gave her one guru in Ami, they call it guru. Gave him car. And the one they give when you see lightning wanted to give the second one. And the one who tried to beat, he himself collapsed. Why do you slap somebody and collapse? The resurrection power. <laughs> According to the man, the reason why he collapsed was that a huge man, man came from the ceiling. He couldn't see even the end of the person. When the man came and stood in the room, whoa, he said, I have come now. Fight me. Seeing the man alone, the man didn't fight him. He said, if you want to fight, now, let's fight. Seeing the man made him collapse like these soldiers. So depending where you stand, when you see an angel, you may collapse. Or when you say, you may, be, you may rejoice. <laughs> so I want you to stand well. <laughs> so I say, oh God, I want to see your God. God, help me. God, reveal yourself. <laughs> so they collapsed. They fell like dead men. Let's look at it. But the angel answered and said to the women, do not be afraid. For I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. So they were seeking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here. He is risen. 
Jesus is no longer on the cross or in the, in the tomb. He is now the risen Christ. He is not the dead Christ. He is what? The risen Christ. Some of us are still looking for Jesus among the dead. For your information, he is risen. For your information, our Savior is alive. In fact, that is where the foundation of the believer is. If he hadn't risen, Paul said that our faith would have been futile. Because he rose, it's not a by chance rising. He knew he was going to rise up. His enemies knew he was going to rise up. He said it that, look, break this building down. In three days, I will build it up. And they understood that. They said, you kill me. In three days, I will rise up. So they took the soldiers to guide the place. So if that happened, then all that Jesus said will also happen. If he said, I will die. And this is the kind of death I will die. I'll be hanged. I'll be killed. He was a Jew. And he couldn't have been hanged. Because the Jews don't hang. They stone. His prophecy about his death came to pass as he said it. His prophecy about his resurrection came to pass as he said. Then his promises about you. Why won't you put all your life on it? That makes our faith very strong. That we are not serving somebody who says that I am going one day I will, uh, you will meet me there. And you are not sure whether the person has gone or he's still there. No, he said, I will first come out to show you what is going to happen to you in life. Anybody who believes in me, this is exactly what is going to happen. Nobody can destroy you. Even if they kill and crucify you, your body will still resurrect. me Jesus resurrection it gives me the full assurance for the future and he's the one who also promised that I am going to my father to prepare you a place I know that but almost I have a mansion there because he said I will die and resurrect and he did it and that is the most difficult thing for somebody to say, I will die. Put you into a fridge. You'll come back again the same way. And his disciples were, they themselves could not believe. He showed them, this is not somebody that looks like Jesus. It is the same Jesus. This is the mark. Sometimes people look alike. 
You know that? So now people look alike. So they said, mm, this person, he might look like Jesus. He said, no, 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 I'm not the one. I'm the one. Look at that Jesus. The nail, this is how, this is where the nail went. Look. Here. Thomas, you come and put your hand inside. So they can believe Thomas. <laughs> so they thought it was a ghost. In fact, they thought it he was a ghost. He said, no, I'm not a ghost. A ghost don't have body. It simply means that if they cut you into pieces, if you are burned by fire, the day of the resurrection, the fire will vomit you out. If somebody kills you, think that he's finished with you, cut your body, throw it into the sea, burn it, ashes, throw it into the sea, the resurrection day, the sea will bring the ashes. The fire will give you up. The body will be formed. With a resurrected body. Amen. This is what it is. That is why you shouldn't be afraid of men. Your power is only limited just on this earth. You have future. They might not have a future. That's why we need to serve him with all our life. If somebody says, I'm going to hate you, I'm going to destroy you. Some people think, when power comes to people's hand, they think that they can, they, can, they can do anything. Look, you can do it to a certain extent. It will have an end. There is a resurrection. So when you're dealing with people, deal with them with them, thinking that, there is always resurrection. So, let me, I hope I'm saying something. So, let me continue, Matthew. Let me feed the Matthew. He is not here. Tell somebody he's not here. Why is he? He is risen. Look, you won't be like that forever. Amen. Look, we won't be down loud that forever. Amen. There is a rising. Maybe your life has come to a standstill as if it's dead. There is a resurrection. Maybe things look dark before you. I have the good news for you. There is resurrection. He is not in the grave. He is risen. Continue. He is here. He's risen. As he said. I love it. He's risen as what? He said you're right. See the place where they lay him. He said, come and look at it by yourself. If I tell you it's a reason, you may say, oh no, he's there and uh, they are making play. Come. So they went and saw that the man was not there. 
Look at what happened. I love it. And so quickly tell his disciple that he is risen from the dead. And indeed, he is going before you into Galilee. There you will see him. Behold, I have told you. That they haven't seen, they've just heard from the angel. He said, you go and tell the disciples that I will meet them. So they went out quickly from the tomb with fear and great joy. Fear and joy mixed together. <laughs> and ran to bring his disciples word. And as they went to tell his disciples, behold, Jesus met them, saying, Rejoice! So they came and held him by the feet and worshipped him. The risen Christ have to be worshipped. And as then Jesus said to them, do not be afraid. Go and tell my brethren to go to Galilee. And there they will see me. Now while they were going, behold, some of the guard came into the city and reported the chief, to the chief priests all the things that had happened. I thank God it happened. They saw it. It's not only one guy that saw it. If it's one guy that saw it, you say it's hallucination. But all of them <laughs> saw it. So they cannot all hallucinate at the same time. So there's a proof. <laughs> when they had assembled with the elder, they went there. Because this is spiritual, they didn't understand. They ran to the what? The, uh, uh, the, the high priest said, Hey, have you seen what have happened? They told them the whole story how the angel came and shook and how they collapsed and how the man is gone. And when they had assembled with the elders and consulted together, so that day they had a meeting. They had a council meeting. I said, What? Can we do about this? So they gave a large sum of what? Money to the soldiers. Bribe. Money can influence. So they said, look, this case, if it goes out, we are finished. But the guys, the man said it publicly that he will resurrect. And we ourselves affirm it and say the guy said he will resurrect. So let's put this in there. So people heard us. And they, we say we're going to secure it. So they know that we are securing the place. So if they now hear that, what the man said has come to pass. We've lost all our members. Like somebody just said, or see, I dare you. When you say it, he doesn't. Who doesn't want to follow the one when he says something? He doesn't. Saying, tell them. His disciple came said, Now we're going to tell you how to lie. They are going to use lie. Lie against the truth. So they pay heavy money. Heavy money. Money that you can you find it very difficult to resist the soldiers look at the money and it was huge Ay! we have seen it you know how 
can we say it's not true? But you look at the money. Say, this money too. I can build a house. I can buy a car. The way I'm struggling like this, it can make, I can put some at strategy bills. Even 20, even if it's 10%, my family will eat and eat and eat and eat. Ah, this money is great. So, that's it. They said, we'll also defend you. We are not only giving you the money, but we know, you know, the people know how to do the politics. Say, we know, we'll talk for you. Go to the man, we tell, we know, we know what, normally when they put as a guard to protect some, something, and you allow that thing to escape, your life is in danger. So for them to take that money for their life, it is a very big money. Huge money. That even if I die, my family will enjoy. They also assure them, saying, tell them, his disciple came at night and stole him away. Why? Huh? A guy they asked you to go. <laughs> see, he, 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 he see, when you want to tell, this lies, see, this truth versus lie. And see, the lie is not working. You're a guy. Four of you. How many of you? All of you slept at the same time. How? <laughs> and somebody just came. Did he call for you? No. This is a lie which do not carry any weight. I just said, I came to bear witness of the truth. What is the truth? I am the truth. He bear witness of the truth that man will rise up. The truth is that I am the life. If you kill me, I'm a witness to bear witness that life is in me. When Pilate was interviewing him, that's what he told. Now They now want to use lies versus truth. In this world, there's always lie and propaganda versus the truth. But if you don't take time, you may believe lies and the propaganda. They say, you people go. Let's finish. And if this comes to the governor's governor's ears, we will appease him and make you secure. They know how to enter into corridors of powers to twist and change truth. But they are their father is a devil who is a liar. When their father lies, he does not, he's not borrowing lies from any place. He himself, he's the originator of a lie. So they said, don't worry. This story, we have to kill it. Get all the journalists around. We are going to give them Minkanshi. We'll talk to them behind closed doors. Wash their hands very well. 
Sit down and show them what they should write. Push it to all the radio stations and the television in this one. I do it that the guy slept. You know, sometimes when you are arguing some case, you see that sometimes you listen people arguing some case. Uh, you know, at this case, the, at this what the person he's trying to say something about why women said now can and toss up. When you are on the side of the truth, you don't need to struggle to explain yourself and to flow. So, church, let's always go on the side of truth. You may lose even your work because of the truth. When that Job wanted to lie, but know there is a resurrection, that that is not the end. He said, Prophet, let's put. He said, when they ask you, they give them To go and tell the lie that his disciples did what? Came and so meanwhile, the disciples are also struggling to believe that the man is alive. The people themselves that you say they stole him, they themselves are looking for him and they are struggling to comprehend, to understand that the man is not. The unbeliever even remember that he will, he, will, he will rise. But, he, you know, later, later they went to a fishing. Less than 40, uh, less than, uh, less than 40, some few days, they, they, they. Peter said, ah, I've learned every time I've come. I think they, somebody, they hit their boot and their net. They said, ah, if the guy is gone, <laughs> Charlie, <laughs> let him go and do my. <laughs> ah. So let's, let's see quickly. So they took the money and did as they were instructed. And this saying is commonly reported among the Jews until this day. It has caused harm to the Jews. Money. That is why the church needs money to propagate the gospel. Money is used to hide the gospel. Money must be used to release the gospel. It's a balance. So the devil would do everything to impoverish the church. But the resurrection will release great men and great women of great substance that can publish the good news all over the world. So, continue on, let me see. Then the disciple, then the 11 disciples went away into Galilee to the mountain who Jesus had appointed for them. 
And when they saw him, they worshiped him. But some doubted. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. It's not only heavenly authority, that's on this earth too, I have authority. And look at what the authority is. Go therefore and make disciples of the nation, of all the nations. We need to disciple nations. Ghana needs to be disciple. There's a difference between a disciple and a convert. People get converted and they live the way they are, but the disciple is a follower. That let the nations now follow. Nations must learn how to follow. It doesn't matter what kind of nation it is. The resurrection gives us the power and the church must preach that power. We preach it, then the nations will see it. If it is the truth, Jesus will confirm it. Because what this was going to I think that Go therefore, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. I thank God. Teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. The resurrection means that Jesus is always with us. Even today as we are here, he is with us. Whichever area you go, he is with you. If you are in the air, he is with you. God, all authority is given to him both in heaven and on earth. If you go deep under the sea, he is still with you. Whatever pertains to this welfare, Jesus can be with you. That is why when you start to do something on this well, on this earth here, demons have no power to stop you. But Christ, the resurrected one, is with you. He is not a dead God. He is alive. He is with the believers. That is why you can pray. When you are praying, oh my God, when you are praying and you close your eyes or you don't close your eyes and you speak to God, the reason why we pray, our prayer is not only a recitation, it is speaking to a living God. God is a living Christ that presents our prayers before the Lord. The Bible says that he also intercedes on our behalf. Because he's alive, dead people don't intercede. Because he's alive, he prays for all of us. Because he's alive, sometimes you, know, you, have, you didn't pray some prayers. You just go and before you realize something should have happened to you. But you see, by some divine, uh, listen, 
orchestration, you see yourself out of it. Yeah. Do you know the reason why? He interceded for you. He is there praying and asking God help them. God strengthen them. God let them make it. And as I was talking Mary Magdalene went back to the disciples and Mary stood outside the tomb crying. And as she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb and saw two angels white seated where Jesus' body had been, one at the head and one down. Then they asked a woman, why are you crying? Some of us are crying. You are crying for the living. Meanwhile, you are dead. So now you see the dead, I just made a joke that one of the reasons why Jesus cried, at, that, is, that is from me, at uh, uh, Lazarus, uh, listen, when Jesus came, he saw the people crying. Some of them were acting it, I know. Uh, some of them are also uh, uh, professional uh, wailers, and they were wailing and crying, and he looked at them and seeing that dead people are crying for living person. He said, oh, to hear cried. That is me that I'm not saying that about. And Jesus wept. I think that's the shortest. They made it so that everybody can remember. He, she was crying. Then immediately she said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you seeking? She, supposing him to be what? The gardener said to him, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you what? You have laid it. Somebody, while she was crying, somebody just came and said, Oh, Mary. And he saw somebody standing there said, Sir, if you see my master, tell me where you put him. Then, look at the answer. Jesus said to her, Mary. Wow! Because sometimes people have a way of mentioning your name. You have a way of some, you know you have some people when you work with somebody a very long time, he's got a way that they mention your name. So, when she heard Jesus calling her that way, as a man. And Jesus said, Mary, she turned and said to him, Rabboni, master, which is to say teacher. Jesus said to her, do not cling to me, for I have not yet what? Ascended to what? To my father. He now have to carry that blood sacrifice to the Father. What the high priest have then take everything the Father said, I've just, I'm just, 
I am now presenting everything to complete the deal. Then I will come back again and I will meet all of you. He said, do not, look at it. For I have not yet ascended to my father, but go to my brethren. Now brethren. Now brethren. Now they are brethren. And say to them, I am ascending to my father. And your father. Now God has become our father too. That is why you can then pray, our father who art in heaven. Brethren, I am going to my father who is what? Your father. Mm -hmm, again. And to my God and your God. I love that. He said, whatever God is to me, he is now that to you. So if I prayed here on earth and my God hate me and my father hate me, if you also pray, my father will hear you because he is your father and he is your God too. So he, let, 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 let's look. I love it. So Mary Magdalene came and told the disciples that she had seen the Lord and that he had spoken these things to her. Oh, Mary. Then, the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, they were still afraid. <laughs> Where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in their midst and said to them, Peace be you all, Shalom. He came and he came, they've locked the door. There is already Jesus don't need a key to come to where you are. Before his resurrection, he will need them to open. But after the resurrection, no matter where you are hiding, no matter where they put you, he can come there and bring help to you. They were just there and he came and said, Shalom or peace. I have finished the work. I have presented it. Peace. Continue. Oh my God. When he had said this, he showed them his word, his hands and his side. Then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. I want you to be glad with this story. Revelation. Then finally, so Jesus said to them again, Shalom. As the Father has sent me, I also send you. So you'll find out that his resurrection gives you, commission you to do something. So you are not living for yourself. You are living for God and for the mission of God. Okay, Yes, let me see. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of what? Any after receiving the Holy Spirit, if you forgive the sin of what? Any, they are what? 
forgiving them. This is a high-powered delegation that is given to us. You know, Jesus forgave somebody. He, somebody was sick, eh? and the boy said, your sins are forgiven. You know, that, they almost killed him for that. They said, it's only God who forgives. Now the Holy Spirit now has come upon you. God can then now forgive through you. James says that if anyone sick, let him call the elders. Isn't it? And let them anoint him with oil. Please let me read that portion. He said, So for if he now ever to him. Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. Yeah? And the prayer of faith will save the sick and the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. The power to forgive. Sometimes some diseases and sicknesses is the outcome of some sins. The believer has the power to forgive those sins that brought the disease as the person repent. That if we pray for him, our prayer can bring forgiveness. The church also need to learn how to forgive. Don't let us hold on to things. The church is not in a war with the world. Sometimes they will treat us, but let's still love them and forgive them. So the church holds the key of forgiveness. So if somebody's sitting by you, look at the person. Now some people, they are very difficult to forgive. You know that. You want, if you want to forgive, you have to. The pain you go through is more than the forgiveness you are giving. But still, you have to go to the cross to forgive. Hallelujah. Uh, so learn how to forgive. Forgiveness helps you. Huh? How many of you have something against somebody before? Somebody have done something against you and the team pain you. Tell me the truth is true. We all go through that. That day you go home and everything you are struggling, your pressure is going high. It's not the person who did the thing against you, pressure that is going high. It is you that the person has sinned against. It's your pressure that is going high. If there's anybody who is going to die, it is you. <laughs> so forgiveness itself is medicine. And as a nation, we shall learn how to forgive. Don't carry our forefathers our forefathers quarrel and bring it to this 20th 21st century. 
So learn how to forgive. Tell somebody. Say, tell the next person. Tell the next person. Say, forgiveness helps you. Are you ready to forgive? Yes. Are you ready to forgive? Yes. Forgiveness does not mean there shouldn't be justice. But forgiveness, it helps you. It helps you more than the one you forgive. Sometimes the one who have hurt you, he will sleep soundly. While you who is hurt, you can sleep. What kind of food is this? Refuse to eat that kind of food. Forgive. You don't lose anything if you forgive. The only thing you lose, let me tell you, is your pride. Say, prophet, "Mm, this is what I'm holding to in life. If I forgive this person, I have nothing to worry about in this life again. But I must have something to worry about. Today, throw your last, uh, your last card. Let it go. Yeah, he's giving you power to forgive. So, f- we wanted to turn. I want us to pray and ask whoever. I want you to think in your mind if you're holding something against somebody. I want you to ask God today that with this resurrection morning, I let that person go free. It's a day of rejoicing. It's a day of freedom. It's a day of power forgiveness. It's a day where God wants to show his power to you. It is the truth. He resurrected. I am. I believe that you will the blessed if you do that. He rose from the dead, as he said. And because of that, we have confidence in him that the Jesus we believe in, all the promises that he has given us, he will also perform it. His bodily resurrection also shows us that the living Christ is alive and is not a false prophet or he is not an imposter. He's a ruler of eternity. And as he gives you life, you will live. He's the only person that can give life. 
we can be certain that our resurrection, that we will also resurrect, and death is not the end. So learn how to forgive. The resurrection tell us that death is not the end. And I pray. And last of all, it gives us, it shows us the divine power that brought Jesus to life that is now at work in us to bring us to our spiritual destination. That spirit, that power that brought Jesus from the dead, the Bible says that same power is being put into the believer. The believer is a career of power. You carry power. Don't be afraid. I want you to pray for forgiveness. Pray for forgiveness. Pray that whoever has sinned against you, today release that person and stop poisoning your system. Because he's alive, we also know we will live. No power, no force will be able to have control over our life. Now we've overcome sin and we overcome sin according to your word. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. We have come.